Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you with comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. All right, welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and I am really, really excited that you're here today because we are going to be addressing a a topic that I think for a lot of people, it's kind of a mystery as to how how and why we have cravings and why they happen and um, what what to do with them. And um, I'm actually gonna use a different term for the crave, for cravings today. I'm gonna actually call it over-desiring. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. So our topic is over-desire and its impact on emotional eating and weight gain. So over, over-desiring and how that impacts um, our emotional eating and then our weight as well. Um, so if you are in the uh, Facebook group, uh, Breakthrough Emotional Eating, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in um, to the Facebook Live and the podcast. If you're not a member, love to have you um, be a member if you're listening to this on the podcast. would absolutely love to have you be a member of um, the Breakthrough community. You can go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough. And um, you can be a part of an incredibly supportive um, community of people who just um, support and encourage and motivate each other to uh, work on their issues with emotional eating as well as um, with their um, with their weight loss. So again, just an amazing group and um, super would love to have you be a part of that group. as we always do on the podcast, I want to do a client shout out. Um, and my client shout out this week goes to Beth Planer. And Beth is one month into uh, the mind, body, and emotion weight loss system. And Beth is super enthusiastic. And for those people who are in the group, you know, Beth is always, she is trying to get everybody to exercise and she wants people to post their exercises because she really loves exercising. Beth and I met through Peloton. We both have Pelotons and, and so we have that in common. Um, but Beth has been in the program for one month and she has just embraced everything in the program and has, is one month in and is 11 pounds down and with nine and has lost nine inches and she just keeps plugging away and is um, persistent and is just doing exactly what she needs to do. But the coolest part, I think the really, it's cool what Beth is doing, but what's really cool is she has an incredibly supportive husband who is right there alongside with her doing this to support her. And oh, by the way, as we know men like to do, um, her husband, Chris, has lost seven pounds in a month, and all he's done is stop snacking. That's it. He hasn't changed anything else. So really, it's it just is a testament. One, I love it because it's a testament to their commitment to each other and how they support each other, and I think that's just wonderful. Um, but it's also, it's helping both of them be really healthy and helping both of them learn really great habits. So Beth and Chris, 
keep it up. Love you both. And, um, and I just can't wait to keep, continue to hear all of the progress that, uh, that you all are going to be having. So let's get to today's topic. So over desire, what exactly does that mean? Because we all know that we desire things, but what does it mean when you over desire? Who determines what it means to over desire something? So um, we can over desire anything. We can over-desire a substance, we can over-desire an act, and really we know when we've gotten to the place where it's over-desire is when it becomes detrimental to our daily lives. And for, for the purpose of our, our conversation today, it's going to be about how does it impact us with food and with our emotional eating and with our weight. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, the things that we're going to talk about, the things that we're going to learn in the podcast today are going to be where desire comes from and how you create, how, how you create your desire for food. Now, I know some people have a hard time with that. We'll talk about what that means. Um, the next thing is how you, our reward system, our built-in reward system that we have impacts our level of desire and how to control it. Um, then we're also going to teach. I'm going to show you how, or tell you how to unlearn the um, unlearn those desires that you have for certain foods that don't serve you. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about the one thing that you can do that can effectively end over desiring or cravings for certain foods, and it will allow you to regain control of your choices that you make throughout the day. So that's a lot to uh, that's a lot to promise. So first off, let's talk about with with what desire is and where it comes from. So desire is something that you create within yourself, within your own patterns and within your brain, because what it is, is we learn desire for something by repeating a certain pattern or, or consuming a certain thing or doing a certain thing over and over and over again until our brain recognizes it as habitual and then it becomes automatic. And so it starts by being something that is in our, our prefrontal cortex because we have to really focus and it's hard work when we're learning something and we do it and we do it and we do it and we do it. And then eventually our brain gets used to it and it says, okay, that's automatic. We can move that back to the midbrain and we don't have to take up so much energy doing whatever that, that thing or that, that act is. And so we, if you think about it, it's like driving a car. When you first learn how to drive a car, you are so focused on, you know, all the all the the, the gadgets and the and the movement and the cars and everything that you're doing. And then by the time you get really comfortable driving, I mean, I know it's probably happened to all of us that sometimes you drive someplace and you don't even really remember what happened because you're so, you are, it's such an automatic, it becomes such an automatic thing for us when we're driving, it becomes such an automatic habit and an automatic pattern. And our brain just kind of goes on autopilot really. And so um, it, again, it becomes almost involuntary and, and it, that's because it's been programmed into your brain. Um, so essentially what we've done, if we really, if we really move that towards eating and towards possibly emotionally eating, what we've done is over the course of time by repeating these habits and these patterns, we're training our brain to think that what we're doing is important. And so it becomes automatic. And what our brain translate that, translates that to mean is it translates it to mean that it is based upon our survival. Like we can't do it. We can't survive without doing this thing. 
because our brain gets so used to it and it thinks, well, okay, we must need it to survive. And so that's why these really ingrained habits, if they're a bad habit, they're so hard to break because your brain sees it as your survival being based upon it. So um, we, the cool part is, and here's the good part, is that we program our brains and we can therefore unprogram our brains. So that's, that's the good news is we have the ability to be able to do that. Um, so the second thing we're going to talk about is how the reward, how there is always a reward attached to a desire and how that reward makes the desired behavior or that, un, that soon to be undesired behavior continue. So um, a desire is not going to be as intense unless there is a reward associated with it. And I really believe we don't do anything unless there's a reward attached to it. So the reward, the reward must make us feel good. And it usually, it always brings up an emotion that we're going to then feel. And so um, it, it looks so like each time you respond to a desire that you have, what happens is, is for instance, if it's, um, you know, drinking a glass of Chardonnay or it's eating a brownie or it's eating some M&Ms, anytime you, that desire comes up, and you satisfy that desire, your brain gets this little bit of hit of, of a chemical called dopamine. And that gives you this really pleasurable feeling. We get that pleasurable feeling in a lot of ways. Um, and, a lot of the, and a lot of ways that are good for us. And there's some ways that when we, that there's sometimes when we do it too often, it becomes almost too much for us to handle. So, um, so here's how the process goes. So you think about eating something and that kicks in the desire that's programmed into your brain. You eat whatever it is, whether it's the brownie, whether it's the M&Ms, and you get rewarded with that good feeling hit of dopamine. Now, this cycle can, can continue and it can, we can apply this cycle to anything that we do. We can apply it to um, food, we can apply it to alcohol, we can apply it to drugs, we can apply it to sex, we can apply it to gambling, any of those things because all of those activities give our brain that hit of dopamine that makes us feel really good. And so here's the problem, is that dopamine hit that happens, that also adds to your brain's recognition that oh, we need this to survive. Like we can't do without this. And so it really convinces you that this is absolutely vital to your existence. And so it becomes very, very difficult to let go of that, of that, that habit or that desire. Um, and so we have to, this is where we have to start thinking about the division. And we talked about this before on the podcast. We have that primal brain, which is our little kid brain, that instant gratification brain. And then we have our prefrontal cortex, which is that adult brain that is more long-term and, and kind of has a little bit more of the, of the forward thinking. So here's where the, the problem is, is that the primal brain loves that hit of dopamine. It wants it and it wants it all the time. And the prefrontal cortex, which knows what's best, that they, we then have those two, those two factors kind of battling with each other. And there's also, because of those two factors kind of battling with each other, we, we have to kind of try and balance those two things out. And so that, that 
adult brain, that prefrontal cortex, has to kind of kick in. But unfortunately, what happens is that's the one that realizes that you've made this, this mistake and you've eaten something that you're not supposed to eat. And that's when the guilt and the shame and all of that comes in because that's that adult brain that's thinking, oh, we shouldn't have done that. And so we always have that, we have that battle between those two, those two opposing brains, which we always, we always are going to have that. We want to have them kind of working equally. Now, the third thing that we're going to talk about is now, how do we unlearn those programmed behaviors or those programmed traits that we have? And the first thing we need to do is we need to recognize what the triggers are that cause that automatic response, that automatic desire that we start to have. Um, and we always have to remember that that automatic response is coming from that primal brain. So we need as the humans and as, as not animals and as humans, we need to use that prefrontal cortex to override the primal brain and to tell the primal brain, no, we're not going to have whatever that thing is that we're desiring. Um, so here's the kind of the, here's where this, the cycle comes in is we can't control our triggers. Our triggers are going to happen. They're in our environment. They're going to happen. So we can't control those, but we can control how we respond to them. We can, that desire is going to happen. Then we can control how we choose to respond to that, that um, desire that we have. So here's an example. So say you're driving home from work. Driving home from work is your trigger. And some of you may really relate to this. So you're driving home, you pull up into the driveway and you drive home from work. And that's kind of the trigger to, man, it's been a hard day. That's the trigger that then tells you and puts the thought in your head, gosh, some chips would be really good when I get inside. I know there's some chips in the, in the, in the pantry. Let's go have some of those because those are going to make me feel better. So then it causes the desire to snack. That thought, that thought alone causes the desire to snack. But in, in this case, you can stay with the primal brain, go in, eat your snack and regret it. Or you can then choose to say, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to, I'm going to let that prefrontal cortex kick in and say, yeah, you know, I do. I have that thought that I should eat, eat those chips. And now I'm feeling the desire but that's not what my long-term goal is. And so I can, we can override that, but it takes practice. We don't do it once and it all of a sudden comes to be. It takes practice. And so there are three ways that we can satisfy our, our desires. Three ways. The first one, give into it. First one is to eat the chips. The second one is to resist it by distracting yourself or by, you know, doing something, yeah, again, distracting yourself, ignoring it, doing something else. Unfortunately, what happens when we try to resist something, it just grows bigger and stronger. And so resisting a desire or resisting an urge actually makes it stronger and makes it more pronounced. And so that's not the answer either. The third thing, and the thing that we really want to learn how to do, is to allow the desire to be there, to be present, to feel it, to feel it being uncomfortable, and then just letting it happen, and then just moving through it. Because what happens is each time we answer and we satisfy our desire with whatever it is that we want to do, it gives our brain that hit of dopamine, and our brain just continues to say, this is needed for survival, we better keep doing it. So what I'm thinking of is for many of you out there, and I know because we've talked about this in the group, and I know for many people listening to the podcast, this is an issue that after dinner 
snack time, that after dinner from seven o'clock until you go to bed, that is probably the prime time for people to snack when they're not hungry and when they don't need anything to eat. And so what happens is your trigger is it's after dinner. It's trigger is you're sitting in front of the TV and you think to yourself, oh, I could really use a snack right now. Desire kicks in and what do you do? You answer the desire. Now, if you try to resist it and, you, and you, you're, you're, you're fighting it and, oh, I should be doing this, I do this, I do this, I try to distract myself, the desire is only going to get stronger. And the way to really alleviate it is to allow it, to acknowledge it, to feel it, to feel how uncomfortable it is, and then let it move through you. And so that is really, and, and I'm going to tell you, that is not something that comes right away. It takes practice. But if you get really if you practice that and you really allow yourself to actually feel it and let that prefrontal cortex kick in and say, this is not part of our long-term plan, you absolutely can overcome that. You absolutely can make that happen. So um, it does, it definitely takes practice. So the last thing we want to talk about is what is that one thing that you can do to end desire? And that's absolutely allowing the desire to be there, allowing it and allowing those feelings to be there. Because we know how uncomfortable that is. And sometimes, and again, if we try to distract and we try to, to, to ignore it, something, it's just going to get bigger. 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 And it's going to, and then you're going to even have even more guilt when you do give into it. And again, that just feeds the brain and tells the brain, nope, it's about survival. Nope, it's about survival. It's okay. We have to keep doing, we have to keep doing this, even though we know it's not good for us. So most important thing is to really try to remember white knuckling it and willpower and I'm just, you know, I'm going to just fight this. That isn't necessarily the answer. It's really acknowledging when you feel these things and just kind of easing into it and just easing into it with, with a little bit of peace and a little bit of grace and just feeling the emotions and feeling how, and that is one thing that is probably the most difficult for us as human beings, because nobody teaches us how to feel an emotion. We're taught how to react to them. We're taught how to avoid them. We're taught how to do all these things to emotions, except just sit and allow them to happen and to feel them. And so that's, and that's the, that is the challenge, but it absolutely can be, can be overcome. So this was pretty much a really general overview of the idea about desire and over desire and how it is so habitual and how some of you are just like, I don't understand why I crave stuff. It's this process. That's why you crave it. And it all is happening between your ears. It's all happening between your ears. It has nothing to do with your stomach. Has nothing. And, and also, please know, this is a very normal and natural thing to happen. It doesn't have to be this way, but there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. There is nothing, you are not doing anything wrong. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with, you know, why you're feeling this way. There are ways that we can address it and that it can be addressed and that you can learn how to overcome these things and overcome those cravings and overcome those desires that you have that are not serving you in your life. So if you want to learn more about this, just drop me a PM and let me know that you want to chat about this because this is definitely something, this is, this is kind of my jam. This is, this is what I like. Um, so it definitely is something that, that, that I have a lot of, um, a lot of knowledge about and, uh, and do a lot of work with. So please let me know if you want to learn more information about that. Now, I would love for anybody who's watching the, um, 
the, the broadcast right now live, and even if you're watching it in re replay in the Facebook group, I would love for you to share what is it that you're over-desiring right now? What is the thing in your life that you over-desire that you wish you could put aside and not have to, you know, just, just let the, you know, not have those, not have those cravings, not have that pull, not have those urges, not have that desiring because you know, it's not serving you. It's not helping with your emotional eating and it's not taking you to a place that you want to be at when it comes to your, your weight. So drop in the comments, what you're over, over desiring. And you can just list a food. It could be a food. It could be an activity. It could be anything. So just list what that is in the comments. Okay. So again, if I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks for so much for, for joining me today. And please, if you find the content of this, this podcast helpful, would love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you in, in the comments in the Facebook group. Please make a comment um, in on whatever um, platform you're, you're listening to this podcast. Please leave a review for the podcast. I would love to hear that. I'd love to hear your feedback and make sure that, that I'm going to be serving you in the best way possible. And also, please, if you are not already a member of the Breakthrough Community on Facebook, please, I will drop the, um, the link for the Facebook group in the, um, in the show notes um, on the podcast. And I would love to have you be a part of the, of the community. Again, it's an amazing community and uh, we'd love to have you be a part of it. So again, thank you so much for, for joining me this week and I will see you all next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there.